Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you'll build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, hey, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 204 of the People Powered Business Podcast. How are you? I hope you had a wonderful week. I feel like we're really sliding well into the new year now and uh, really back into the swing of things and I hope all is going well and is on target for you wherever you're catching this episode today. Uh, I've got a couple of questions to pose to you at the beginning of today's episode and I'm going to pre-warn you that this may be a slightly controversial or counterintuitive discussion today, but it is something I feel really strongly about. And it's because I see business owners being walked over constantly, and it really frustrates me um, that their team are walking all over them. So I guess I want to start by posing some questions. And, And the first one is, do you feel like you need to look after every aspect of your employee's life? their careers, their life experiences, and their happiness. Do you sometimes feel like a quasi-counsellor or life coach handling their every single problem? Do you feel exhausted by the sheer volume of support you need to be doing for one or more of your employees? Because if so, you are probably taking on way more responsibility than you should for their lives. And I see business owners fall into this trap over and over again because they, I think as business owners, to be fair, we are natural problem solvers. It's kind of in our DNA. And therefore, when our team dump their problems, they're not work-related, or even if they are, on us, we feel like we need to jump into problem-solving mode. And often what I see is that employers, business owners, take responsibility for individuals' employees' happiness. Not just their career, not just their work satisfaction, not just their job role, but their actual happiness. In fact, literally, I know business owners that have put petrol in employees' cars so that they can get around on a weekend not even to work on a weekend. 
because they feel responsible for this employee or they feel sorry for the employee or they want to help the employee. The reality is when we do this, though, we're not really helping our people at all. We need them to take responsibility for their own issues and to solve their own problems. And today I want to share with you what you are not responsible for. You are not responsible for your employees' happiness. Their happiness is not your responsibility. And I want to share some of the signs, little warning signs that responsibility creep maybe sneaking in and so you can start to watch out for that because quite often it's not until it's like way too late that we realize hold on we're way out of our zone here and I do want to talk to you about what you are actually responsible for as an employer and a business owner because we do have responsibilities I'm not shirking that at all but when we take on being responsible for an employee's happiness that's big right so Let's start there. Now, I, I want to acknowledge that this is contentious, controversial. I might come across as not caring. It's not the case. <laughs> I care about you, dear business owner and entrepreneur. I care about you, manager and leader of people. And yes, I care about your people, but you are not responsible for their entire happiness. And I think it can be really difficult to get your head around this because there are so many sources out there telling you you are responsible for the well-being of your people, for the health of your people, for the happiness of your people. And I'm okay that my stance on this is maybe a little bit polarizing, but I don't think you're responsible for your employees' happiness. Now, you are responsible for some things, and I am going to get into that, but there is a many of you who are regular listeners of the podcast know that I've got a background in psychology. I studied psych at uni, but there's a very good reason that I'm not actually a psychologist, and that is that I don't really have an interest in being the dumping ground for people's problems, particularly problems that they don't have any interest in helping themselves with. Now, I came to this realization. I know that sounds like I really don't care. It's not the case at all, but but. I'm happy to help people that are helping themselves, but I'm not going to help people that are just using me as a dumping ground. And and that's what I see employees do. So I came to this realization that that career path was not for me. (laughs) After I, so I'd spent some time working in recruitment, HR agency environments, which I fell into, that was not intentional. And at one point uh, in my mm, 20s, I think I was, I thought, I'd better go and use this psychology degree. Little did I realize I was using it very effectively in the job I was doing, but I thought, I'd better go use this psychology degree in some kind of psychology work. And I worked with an occupational rehabilitation company. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's a business that helps people that have been injured at work to rehabilitate. So they hire like OTs and physios to help with the physical rehabilitation. They also hire psychologists to help with the rehabilitation of psychological injuries at work, but also to help with the psychological, I guess you might say damage and trauma that can go with being, you know, quite badly injured at work and not being able to do what you've always done. So, you know, a really great example is there was a gentleman that I worked with there who had a very significant back injury in his work that he was doing. I actually can't recall what he used to do. And he literally could not work for many years. He was having surgery after surgery. His his injury was very, very bad. 
Um, and he certainly could not ever go back to the work that he was doing previously. He was not physically able. And, and psychologically, that was, you know, you can imagine, very traumatic. Um, we did place him in an excellent role and um, it, it was amazing. He was very, very happy. But um, those are the kinds of people that I worked with. I also worked with a whole stack of people who didn't want to return to work and were not psychologically traumatised and had no interest in helping themselves. And it was working with those people that I identified that this gig was not for me because I had no interest in being the dumping ground for people's problems and people that had no interest in helping themselves in the process. So I want to give you that context so you can understand where I'm coming from here because I think as business owners, and I see this a lot, particularly with very caring and nurturing business owners, shout out to all my allied health professional listeners because they are always very caring and nurturing. I would say 95% of the allied healthcare business owners that I work with are a very high nurturing scale kind of person. And when you are naturally that kind of person, you take on people's problems almost by default. And it's really challenging. And the problem is we are not responsible for the happiness of our employees because we cannot control the happiness of our employees. We can control what happens at work. We can control the environment that we create at work. But an an individual's happiness is determined by so much more than work. And we have no control or even no import as to what happens in the rest of their lives. And we might feel sorry for them and we might have empathy and we might have sympathy, but it's not your responsibility to make them happy. And what I see happen over and over again is that in an effort to be caring and nurturing and supportive and be the best boss we can be, we end up taking on way more, way more of our people's problems than we have capacity to deal with, skill to deal with, and capacity to do anything about. Their happiness is 10,000 times more about more than just work and you cannot be responsible for that their happiness at work is also not a hundred percent on your shoulders you bear some responsibility there and i'm going to get to that later but it's not completely your responsibility individuals need to be in charge of their own happiness no one person in this world can be responsible for that for them and what you might find is that you start by being empathetic and caring and then you experience responsibility creep, I like to call it, where before you know it, things have gotten a little out of hand. I recall a situation a few years back now where I was working with a business owner who this exact thing happened to. She was caring and nurturing and trying, and, and this was almost her going out of her comfort zone because that's not that wasn't this particular business owner's natural default. She's much more like me, sort of a high direct style. But in an effort to be a great business owner, a great leader, she listened to an employee's problem. And before she knew it, every afternoon, there was a one hour plus phone call from that staff member sharing her problems with no resolution because The business owner was not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, was not equipped to have the solutions or to be the solution provider, and there were no other support mechanisms around, and this uh, employee began to really lean 
on this business owner to be their support mechanism. And the business owner came to me to get support in how to navigate out of this in a caring and nurturing way, of course, because the creep had got to the, the creeping of the responsibility had got to the point where she, it was out of control and she did not know how to wind it back. So you may find yourself in that situation where you have become the quasi psychologist or counselor for an employee and it's got to the point where you're not sure how to wind it back. You may find that a couple of people are taking up almost all of your time and attention. That can be a warning sign that you've got this responsibility creep. Maybe you're in conversations that you feel ill-equipped to deal with. People are talking about problems that are not your wheelhouse, i.e. they're not business problems. Um, it's They're discussing things that are more than just work. They're telling you about relationship problems. They may be telling you about mental health problems potentially. They may be talking to you about how they're feeling, you know, in their life generally. It's stuff that's outside of work. That's a sign that you're taking responsibility or the employee is trying to give you responsibility for things you cannot be responsible for. Maybe it's become the norm that you are the dumping ground for this kind of venting or seeking of support, and that's a real challenge. One of the things I really like to look at this in the lens of is are they being above or below the line? Are they coming to you and saying, I'm not at my best right now because I've got these things going on personally and I just wanted to let you know so you understood, but I'm working on some solutions. That's above the line. That's owning your stuff. And everyone goes through periods where they're not at their best, us included. And owning it is really important. But you as an individual need to also own the solution. Someone can't be that solution for you. Where When they're below the line, they're coming to you saying, I'm having a really hard time right now. All these things are going wrong in my life here's the vent and there's no solutions and they're playing below the line and they're not taking responsibility and accountability and finding solutions or at least saying, where do you think I can go for solutions? That's below the line. You can't help those people. So there's some warning signs you might want to watch out for if you're starting to feel like you're being overburdened with things that you know are outside of your remit, even though you may feel responsible for them. Your employee's happiness is not your responsibility. You cannot take on that mental, emotional, psychological load. You will combust at some point or explode. Something's going to happen, but it's not your responsibility. And if you're taking it on, I'm sure you are feeling exhausted. You are feeling uh, maybe emotionally um, pulled and stressed uh, you might be feeling just emotional because it's a lot when you take on those kind of things. So know that you are not responsible for their happiness, but there are some things as business owners that we are responsible for. And I want to point these out because this is important, but this might help you set the boundaries as well to know, okay, cool. I'm in charge of that bit. I'm responsible for that. But beyond that, my responsibility is to guide them towards the right help, not to be the help for them. You are absolutely responsible for, for providing a workplace and a culture within which people can be their best version of themselves. That's going to look different for all of you, but it's certainly a culture of trust. People need to know that you can they can come to you with a problem. You can't necessarily help them, but they need to trust that you'll be able to tell them that I can't help you with this and you might need to see someone else about this. There needs to be that robust trust in a team. Of course, you are responsible for creating a workplace which is free from harm or potential harm, whether that's psychological, 
physical, emotional, any form of harm, you need to provide a safe workplace, psychologically safe, physically safe, emotionally safe. You definitely are responsible for providing an environment within which people can be happy. You're not responsible for giving them happiness, though. You're responsible for having clear values, clear plans, clear directions, for giving clarity, for creating a culture which aligns with those values. How do we do that? Values plus behaviours equals culture. Behave in a way that aligns with your values, you will have a culture that aligns with your values. You need to create an environment where people can feel safe to raise issues, to suggest improvements and to ask for help. These are all things that you are actually responsible for, but you are not responsible for their happiness. I know this can be really, really challenging to hear because, you know, you might be thinking, yeah, but, but I am responsible. It's my job to make sure they're happy. I know many of the business owners I work with say, I want them to be like my family. I want to treat them like my family. They're not your family. They are not going to treat you like family. So you're only setting yourself up for disappointment in doing that. Your employee's happiness is not your responsibility. You are, however, responsible for creating an environment within which they can be happy, within which they can thrive and be their best version of themselves, within which they trust that you have their best interests at heart and you are making great decisions, within which They can come to you with problems and feel safe in doing so. That's what you're responsible for. That's very different to being responsible for their happiness. So if you'll find yourself in those situations where you are constantly worried about your employees' life, careers, happiness, where you are a quasi-counsellor, where you are exhausted by the sheer volume of support that you need to provide people, you are probably taking responsibility for more than you should with your team and just sit with that that's how I want to wind up this week's episode sit with that if you feel like it's getting a stretch reach out and get some help you know that's what we help people with inside our our coaching programs it's definitely something where you don't want to slip into being the counselor for your employees unless of course you are a counselor but even then you probably want a degree of separation from that role It's not your responsibility. You cannot be responsible for any individual's happiness except your own. I hope that's been helpful and maybe for some of you released some of that sense of responsibility, sense of guilt, sense of overwhelm, and know that it's not up to you to make people happy. It's up to you to create an environment within which they can be happy for sure, but it's not your responsibility to make them happen happy, I should say. That is it for me for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, if you would like to connect with other business owners, leaders, and managers to chat all things people, team, and HR, come and join us in the Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is in today's show notes, which is available wherever you're listening to this episode. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the podcast. 